If I asked you who the most popular Christian musician is in America, who would you say? I don't know what the right answer is, but my guess is Chris Tomlin was one of the artists that came to your mind. And that's exactly who we're going to hear from in a few minutes here on the Great Stories Podcast. I'm Charles Morris, and today I wanted to share an interview with you that almost didn't happen. I had always wanted to interview Chris, who was often busy on tour and unavailable for speaking engagements, so you can imagine my excitement when we booked him a few years ago for an interview at 2.30 in the afternoon. All was going well, until Chris called two hours early. He was on Central Time. We were on Pacific. I wasn't even in the studio when our producer picked up the phone. But what began as a scheduling faux pas turned into an insightful conversation with a genuine follower of Jesus, who just so happens to be one of the most sung and listened to Christian musicians of all time. In this conversation, Chris describes what goes into writing and performing songs that lead people around the world closer to Jesus. And so I know you'll be blessed to hear it. Let's get started. Welcome to Haven Today. We're calling the program Easter Monday, and I know you've heard that song from Chris Tomlin called I Will Rise, and I want to thank you for joining me. I'm Charles Morris, and on the line with us, I want to welcome for the very first time to this program, Chris Tomlin. Thanks, Charles. Thanks for having me. Good to be with you. Chris, we've been trying to have you on for quite a while, and today we've got you on the program. You're on tour right now. A little background, you've sold over 30 million records, you've had several number one Christian music hits, but I think what's most amazing is that many of your songs are sung by churches around the world. Tell me what it's like to see songs that you've written used in churches. Yeah, it's probably what I'm most thankful for, and honestly, what I'm most uh, humbled by and proud of, if there's one thing that I could say that's what really, uh, you know, floors me every time is that when I hear people saying, hey, Chris, we sing these songs or at our church, or it just means the world, because that's, that's, that's been the heart and the goal for me is when I'm writing songs, is trying to write songs that, you know, find their way into the fabric of the church, and people can sing, and that, that people want to sing, and they can sing, and they need to sing, and all those things that are accessible to people, and they're simple, but, but, but you know, are something that you, you're, you know, you want to say with your heart to God, and I pray for that when, we, when we're at to these songs that, um, the, that God's presence fills these songs and, and is a marker on these songs. And so that's, you know, to me, that's greater than any kind of 
radio hit or award that could come my way or selling of records. I mean, that the song gets in the church is what it's all about for me. Chris, as you were talking, I was thinking about your song. We opened with it, I Will Rise, and I've sung that a lot of times at church. Just tell me, do you write your songs intentionally for churches to use them, uh, to be sung by God's people? Songs come in different, all different ways. I mean, pieces of songs come all the time. And, but then, then when I feel like, wow, this could be really like the congregation could sing this, I could hear a church singing this, I really put that in with that, I, I put that focus in with people in mind, not just, okay, how do I want this to sound, but like, how can this work in a way for the average person who's not thinking about music every day of their life, and they come to church on Sunday and they sing sing together. What, what can I, you know, how can I write this in a way that's, you know, accessible? And and uh, a song like I Will Rise is a, you know, example of something that I wrote with a, with a purpose for um, people who are have lost someone or are standing in that moment of, you know, facing death with a friend or a family member or, you know, what do you have? What's the kind of song of worship is in that moment? What, what What is there to sing in that moment? And that's, and that's where that came from, you know, just that from trying to say we have a song of worship for that moment. And so that that was a, a kind of while I was writing that way. And so, so sometimes they're, they're definitely with the purpose in mind of like, I'm, I'm really thinking about this moment in life and how does it, how can a song really help someone in this moment, give people hope in, um, in, in, in this moment of life? Chris Tomlin, let's take a step back for a moment. Now, many people listening have heard your name, and many more would know your music, but they don't know how you came to know Jesus. You grew up in Texas in a Christian home, but when did Jesus become real to you? Yeah, my story is uh, I grew up in a little town in Texas, in East Texas, and grew up in a Christian home, you know, going to church ever since I can remember, and... It was, but at a young age, I really sensed that there was something, uh, you know, it was that calling of God, and I, I call them awakening moments. I've had several through my life, and first one when I was nine years old, and just that moment of like, okay, this is real to me, and I, re- I realize what they're talking about and what this, that the truth of who Jesus is, and I want, I want to, I want to say yes to Jesus. I want to follow Him, and that, and that was a, that started that process for me, and. Um, you know, I always kind of had a sensitive heart towards God but throughout, even as a young kid, was, was you know, was a typical young boy and everything, and, and but, like, I still had, like, this heart to want to follow God, and kind of all through these moments, I had these, um, these different awakening moments through life of just, like, these, it's like a deepening, a deeper step with God, um, uh, like, a, a, you know, a stronger commitment along the way, and, and I learned to play guitar when I was a kid. My dad taught me to play and started playing in church some, learned on country music, and that's what my dad loved. And I started playing in church when when I got a chance and started realizing really early that I loved people singing along with, with me. I didn't really like, you know, they're just performing. I really like people, like, I didn't know what a worship leader was or what worship music was, really. I just thought this was, uh, this is something I like to do. I like to try to write a song that people sing along and sing to God and uh, even from early age, God was forming that in me and putting that gift inside of me. Chris, when you think back to those early years, what was the first song that you wrote that you thought, yeah, that was pretty good? Oh, goodness. I mean, it was more, I wrote some songs in high school that were just not that great. Um, they were just like, 
looking back. I, but it, when, right when I got into college, I wrote a couple of songs in the Bible study. Um, there were a couple like little Bible studies for, that we were doing and a couple of courses, and they were just really scripture, you know. Was, one was out of Jude, one was out of Revelation, one was out of like just finding these scriptures and putting them to music. And I found that that's what, what like, been the strength of some most of the songs that I've written. That have come, they really come from a place of scripture inspired by God's word, and I think that's what resonates in people. Without maybe they don't even know it, but that's what resonates in people's hearts when they're singing it in church. You know, singing, singing God's word, and I mean, if you go down the list of kind of all the songs that have been popular that I've written, have pretty much all of them come out of a you know a certain scripture. And you know, there's a certain power there, right? If, if you look back through history, most of the great hymns that have just stood the test of time were, were coming right out of a text from the Bible. When you're thinking about what you want to sing, and when you're writing things that people are going to like actually sing together and believe about God together, you don't want to put your opinion in there. No one needs your, your own opinion of what you think God, they need what God says, and God's Word, and His opinion, and of who He is, and He's already written that in His Word, and so that's... That, a pretty fail-proof way of not throwing heresy to the world, you know, if you're just <laughs> writing lyrics around the scripture. Listening to Haven Today, a new song from Chris Tomlin, our special guest on the program today. The song is called At the Cross, and it's from a new project called Love Ran Red. Chris, that song is so powerful. Can you give us a little backstory? Where did it come from? Yeah, the centerpiece of the record for me, the song called At the Cross, and the, in the chorus it says, Where your love ran red and my sin washed white, I owe all to you. And this song is obviously written around the cross and what Jesus has done. And you know, I find that I could write songs for the rest of my life every day and not touch the weight and magnitude, the majesty of the cross and and the power of it. And you know, when you when a when a lyric comes along like that, that helps you really see in a in a really beautiful picture way where your love ran red and my sin washed white. You know, people ask me, "What does love ran red mean? What does that title mean?" And obviously, I'm talking about the cross. I'm talking about the love of God, and I'm talking about the the blood of Jesus that washes us white of snow. That you know, for the forgiveness of sin. There is no Hebrews. There is no um, forgiveness without the shedding of blood. That's where the love ran red, and you're my sin washed white. How powerful those uh, words are that I owe all to you. Everything I owe in life is through the cross, and and that's definitely um, one of the songs I feel like that is one of the more special songs I've been a part of, really, in my whole life of writing. Well, it's a great song and a great album that you're currently supporting on tour. Chris, I know you have a young family. You're involved in a church there in the Atlanta area. How do you balance all those things and keep Christ at the center, even while you're on stage on a tour? Yeah, out on tour and with a little of Red Red, with this new music. It's been an amazing tour, incredible uh, already, and just loving every minute of it. But it's you know it's a it's a new day in my life. I, I have married with two little girls, and and so I have a five month old daughter, and I have a three year old daughter, and so um, an amazing wife, Lauren. And it's been so it's a little bit harder to be gone, um, you know, these days. And 
we try to find a really good balance of getting home as much as I can, and um, and really grateful for you know just my wife who is so supportive of this and and what we're doing and really doing it together. And she's amazing. She's really the rock star in the family, and uh, she's incredible. And my daughters, I love them like crazy. And there's something there's something special if you have a daughter and you're a dad. You know what I'm talking about. There's special between a dad and a daughter that it's amazing. Uh, I'm so thankful to experience that in life twice now. I have two little ones. And so I love getting home and love being with them, and and uh, they're everything to me. Nothing compares to that family uh, for me. And um, and so, yeah, we, try, we, always, we don't even know how we're balancing it because it's all, it, you know, it's every week it's different, and we just try to play here at how we come. But um, I think uh, right now it's, it's, uh, it's been working pretty well. Chris, on your new album, Love Ran Red, talk to us about this psalm that you've included. Yeah, Psalm 100, obviously, is, as a worship leader, it's just one of the great scriptures of calling people to worship, of calling people together, and it's written so beautifully, and I thought, I would just really like to take as much of that psalm as possible and put it into, like, just something that would just, like, an open up a gathering of worship. You're, as a leader, you're always looking for those opening songs to call people together, and this is... And there's no better song for it. And I thought, you know, let's just try to sing this in a maybe new, fresh way. And so I love singing this. We use this at our church. And it's, it's pretty much goes along with every part of that song. Almighty, we're standing in the presence of your majesty. You're holy. You alone, the sovereign crown of royalty. You're the King of Kings, Almighty. You have a really special song called Almighty. What were some of the things you were thinking about when you wrote this song? Uh, so this song, Almighty, um, is a really special one to me. When, I, when I'm making an album, I'm thinking about, trying to think about two things, really. The greatness of God and the grace of God. And when I'm writing songs, it's songs together. And a song like Almighty, I feel like, is as big a song as I can write about the bigness and majesty of God, the greatness of God, who He is. I love the language of it. You know, God is completely holy and other and not like us. And, and I feel like it's, I, feel, I feel like we, our song should lift our eyes to that. You know, and this song does that for me. Um, the melody, From the beginning when the piano comes in, it's like a heaven melody to me. I, don't, I feel like I'm just getting into hearing a little bit of Touch of Heaven. And I feel like it's one of the most special songs on this album. Um, maybe one of the more overlooked songs, but it does something in, I think, in you when you sing this song and um, because it causes your heart to look upward and get off of yourself and onto who God is. And I think that's, that's just always good. You know, sometimes we're focused on ourselves and inside and how massive and beautiful to like, to just say, just say, God, I, you know, it's just, that's pure worship to me. It's not about me at all. It's about you. My heart's coming towards you saying how great you are and, this, I feel like this song does that. Well, Chris, the clock is ticking. Our time's almost gone, but I'd like to hear one more song from your new album. Can you tell us a little bit about Jesus, This Is You? This one is, you know, I think it's really special. And it's just, it came, you know, a, a buddy of mine uh, named Jonas Myron wrote this song. And you might know a little 
song called 10,000 Reasons. He also wrote that song. We've written so many songs together. We wrote uh, song Our God together with Jonas and me and Matt Redmond. And so it's been like this relationship has been for a while. And he sent me this song, and, you know, he said, hey, here's another little song I've been working on. And I just really loved it. And I just loved how it was just like from the start, Jesus, you are greater than the grave. You've broken every chain for every year. I just love that line, you're, you're greater than the grave, and how beautiful it sings. And, it, and when he gets to the bridge of the song, um, Hallelujah to the one who is faithful, to, who is able, it's just a beautiful, it's one of those beautiful melodies, and I just love singing it. Jesus, you are greater than the grave. Jesus, you have broken every chain. Forever you will reign. Forever we will sing. Jesus, this is you. Even today, here on an Easter Monday, the song, Jesus, This Is You, by Chris Tomlin from his newest album, Love Ran Red. Chris, on tour, thank you for taking time to join us here on Haven today. Yeah, it's good to be with you. Thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing, uh, seeing you guys again, talking to you guys again soon. Thank you for joining me today on this episode of Great Stories with Charles Morris. This conversation was recorded in 2015 after Chris released his album Love Ran Red and originally aired on our daily radio program, Haven Today. If you want to hear more conversations like this, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can also go to haventoday.org and sign up for our weekly email and discover additional episodes posted on the blog. Thank you again for joining me on Great Stories with Charles Morris.